Will you pray with me? Lord, as we gather together in this place, we remind ourselves of your presence with us. We pray that your spirit illumines our hearts and our minds as we hear your holy word, that we receive it exactly where we need to hear it. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 4 to 15. Hear now the word of the Lord. When a great crowd gathered, people from town after town came to Jesus. He said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil. And when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. And as he said this, he called out, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. And he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe only for a while, and in a time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, they hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. God, we pray for your, your wisdom and your spirit of discernment, that you open our hearts and minds to all that you're doing in our lives so that we can draw closer to you and serve you the way you've called us to in this world. In Christ's name, amen. Now, the, the story today reminds me of a number of things. Uh, you may have heard this parable this summer when we were doing the mystery mailbox, which was a really fun edition of the children's sermon. I pulled out some peppers and um, I was asking about, hey, what do you think of when you think of gardens and growing stuff? And, and Ian Quaka just read this entire passage on the fly. He just was like, oh, it tells me the parable of the sower. And he said all of it. Better than I just read it this morning. So if you want to talk to someone about this parable, Ian Quaka, going into fifth grade, he's the kid to talk to. Unfortunately, he left with the children already. Um, but this story is one that is very common uh, in churches. We hear this kind of analogy all the time, but it makes me think of an experience that we had uh, as a church a few years ago. Um, this summer, we were fortunate enough to have Hannes Lamava uh, come and join us from the Czech Republic, but years ago, we went to the Czech Republic, a group of us, and we got to meet with some of our partner churches and learn about what they're doing and, and learn from their experience of the faith, 
There's so many great stories from the people that went there, and I hope that you'll engage with those people and hear those stories, but I have one that has nothing to do with the experience we had in the Czech Republic. It had to do with traveling from the Czech Republic. See, many of us know what it's like to have plans to get to a certain place, and then the, the journey to that place doesn't really work out the way we had planned. Uh, we get to the airport in Prague, we're ready after a couple weeks to come home, find out our flight's been delayed. Now we're stressed because we had a connecting flight through JFK, so you know where this story's going. Um, but as we got there, uh, the people at the desk said, don't worry, we've called ahead, they're going to hold the plane for you. And if an airport ever tells you that, it is a lie. <laughs> so we get on our plane, we fly to JFK, we get there pretty late, we rush through customs, we're kind of power walking through the airport. Let me tell you, there's some people in our church that say that they don't run, they do. And so as we get to that line and we're all eagerly waiting, it's 10 or 11 at night at this point, we haven't eaten. And when we say, but they said they'd hold the plane, there's a famous line that we all know. They went, they lied to you. And so then it turns out the plane actually didn't leave without us. It just got delayed until the morning. So uh, some of us found some motel rooms. Um, me and a few others decided we'll tough it out and sleep on the floor in the airport. Um, the Bex kept me company, so that was good. Uh, airport floors are just as gross as you think. Uh, the point of this story is that connecting flights are always a mistake. But further than that, that sometimes the journey to get to the place we're going is far more uh, exciting or terrifying than the place we're trying to get to. We don't always pay much attention or give much weight to the path or the journey to get to our final destination. We're so excited about where we're going sometimes that we forget that it takes hours, that there might be roadblocks, that there might be connecting flights that get canceled, and that's part of the experience. The parable of the sower this morning is one that is, again, common to us, but it's a, a parable that is helping us to think about what does a journey look like in reality. It's not a straight path. Now, earlier in Luke's gospel, Luke has uh, told us the story of Jesus calling his disciples, and there's a few major stories that happen before chapter 8, which is where we are this morning. He talks about calling the 12 disciples, and he, he begins with this metaphor that we all know, that you know a tree by its fruit, that good trees produce good fruit, bad trees produce bad fruit. He's planted this seed, pun intended, earlier in the gospel because it's leading up to this moment. Now, after that metaphor is planted, the, the chapter before this one, in chapter 7, Jesus is interacting with the servant of a centurion. And the centurion didn't even want to go to Jesus. He thought he wasn't worthy, but his, his servant was sick, and so he sent his other servants to go on their behalf and, and ask Jesus to heal this servant for him. And Jesus' response is, one, that he will do it, and two, that he has not even seen faith like this in Israel. Earlier in Luke's gospel, we've already heard about trees and plants and good fruit, and now we've seen this example of faith, but not from the house of Israel, from the centurion. And so as we get to chapter 8, we're already entering into this story with this perspective of what does it mean to have faith. And it says, as the crowds came in front of Jesus, he began to speak in parable. And he gives us four examples of what the seed of faith looks like. 
talks about the seed that is trampled on the path and scooped up by birds, the, the seed that's planted in the rocks that don't really have enough depth, so they wither away, the seed that's growing in thorns, so as it grows, it gets choked out, and then there's, of course, the seed in good soil. Now, again, this is one of those humanizing moments where uh, Jesus drops his parable and then the disciples go, we have no idea what that meant, which is pretty calming and comforting to, to us, I think, because we don't always understand what God and Jesus are doing in our lives. So Jesus says, OK, I'll explain it to you. Well, so the seed is the word of God. Now, that, that's really the, the, the focal point of this parable. It's really important that we take that seriously. Now, today, we hear Word of God, and we we think that's synonymous with just Scripture, with the Bible, and that is true in some sense. The Word of God is much bigger than just that. Faith is about our relationship with God. Faith is, is acknowledging that God is calling out to us, pursuing us, acknowledging that that he loves us where we are before we've even responded or acknowledged that love. So the word of God that is being described in this this seed of faith, it's much bigger than just one small thing. It's, It's the culmination of all the moments in our lives where God is calling out to us. We've got countless stories of call in our Bibles and in our experiences. And so when we read, okay, this seed that's being talked about is is the word of God. It's about God calling to us here and now. But then Jesus says, okay, each of these four scenarios I described are about different ways that this call can occur. Different ways that these seeds get planted. And he says, okay, the seed that's getting trampled and picked up by the birds, that's actually like when the devil himself stops you from hearing and believing God's word. So the idea is that the seed, the, the, the call, the, the love of God is put into our lives, but, but that we never even receive it or acknowledge it. If we think about our own lives or we think about the world around us, certainly we see people that seem to have never acknowledged or believed that God loves them. Some people don't believe God loves them because they think they're unlovable. Some people think God doesn't love them because there is no God. It seems that there are some scenarios where birds are scooping up seeds. In the next scenario, he says, okay, some seeds are planted in the rocks, and they sprout up at first. Like, they look like they're growing really well. But because they're in the rocks, there's no depth to their roots. There's no support system. There's no growth that can really carry these. He says, this is like the the seeds that sprout up with joy initially, that look great initially. But after storm after storm and testing, they fall away. Because with no support and depth to these roots, one storm can knock it over. Certainly, we've encountered people in our lives that began their journey of faith with joy and excitement. But the journey of faith took them to places that they didn't know. Took them to places they didn't expect. Took them through storms they thought God would protect them from. And they fell away. We've seen seeds in the rocks. The next set of seeds, those that are sown and planted into thorns. And it's similar to the ones in the rocks. They begin to grow, but as they grow, something else happens to them. The thorns are choking out these seeds at every moment of growth. And so even though they begin to sprout up and begin to look promising, they really can't thrive. They can't mature in the fruit that they give because... Jesus says they're getting concerned about the cares of the world, and they're concerned about their riches, and they're concerned about the pleasures of life. 
Certainly we know what it's like to see faith that is put on the back burner. Because everything else seems more important. That, that the faith that is growing in us gets choked out by all of the other things in our lives that take precedence. And then of course Jesus says there are seeds sown in good soil that grow and produce good fruit. Now, as you hear this parable, you've heard it almost three times this morning because of reading and rereading and trying to explain. There's a certain level of uncomfortability that should be associated with hearing it. Usually with any parable. Parables aren't just fun analogies or cool coloring pages, though they can be put onto coloring pages. Parables are challenges to the way that we see the world. That's why Jesus used these common images for his hearers that would help them reframe the way that they think. Parables help us to acknowledge our blind spots so that we can reimagine ideas that we have long since taken for granted. And in this parable, the uncomfortable part of it is that we know the right answer, right? It it tells us in the end that good seeds are sown in good soil and they produce good fruit. And good trees produce good fruit. Therefore, if you claim Jesus, you should be a good seed in good soil and produce good fruit. The uncomfortable part is that we all know that we have been those other seeds at different times in our lives, sometimes in our days. There are times in our lives when we've been in good seeds and good soil, and there are many other times in our lives where instead it's felt like we were seeds trampled on the path. Seeds that were scooped up by birds. There are times in our lives when we had joy in this faith of ours. We felt excited about every turn and then we don't anymore. There are times in our faith where we have felt like we were growing and pursuing God. And yet it feels like there's no more depth, no more life in the services we attend or or the activities we partake in or reading the scriptures or our prayer lives. There are times in our lives where when we've been trying to pursue God, we've been so distracted by the other things happening around us. There are other things that have taken precedence, our jobs or our relationships, where we get so overwhelmed by the things happening in the world around us that we allow them to take precedence and our faith becomes secondary. Or even further down our list of priorities, we've been those seeds too. Jesus is teaching this parable to remind the people listening that the seed, the word of God, the the faith that we've been called to is something that's planted into our lives. We don't do something to earn God's love. God has chosen to love us. That that is what this entire interaction, that's what the gospel is all about. But sometimes it seems like we are not growing in good soil. The monastic Thomas Merton uh, writes uh, about seeds and how every moment of our lives God is planting thousands of seeds but we don't have the eyes to see or notice what God is doing that there's so many things happening in our lives that we we can't even seem to focus on the one place where God has planted a seed in our life for our faith to grow and so if we can see even one of those thousands we're excited but the problem is we get even distracted by seeing growth But again, in Jesus' example, sometimes seeds that aren't going to make it, they look good at first. Sometimes the seeds that sprout up, they aren't going to make it by the end of this season. There are factors outside of the control of the seeds being planted. This, This faith that's been given to us, sometimes there are floods, sometimes there are droughts. 
Sometimes there are people running through the flower beds. Sometimes the seeds are getting stunted in their growth before they have the chance to become what they were intended to be. And so when we take this parable seriously, we recognize that there are different seasons in our lives. Some that feel like dry spells. Some that feel like we are flourishing and thriving and producing good fruit. The struggle with the parable of the seeds is that it's not telling us that the life of faith is this linear thing where everything is perfect. We want that, right? We want to know that if we wake up and we take care of this plant, if you water it at the same time every day, and if you give it the right amount of sunlight, don't overwater it, don't give it too much sunlight, then it's going to grow consistently every season. It's going to have green leaves and it's going to produce great fruit. But anyone that's ever tried to keep a plant alive... Or anyone that's ever tried to grow in agriculture knows that different seasons produce different things. Sometimes, even when you do all of the right things, and you follow all of the YouTube video suggestions, your plant's not going to live. Sometimes, when you're doing all the right things in your life of faith, you're showing up for worship, you're spending time in prayer, you're telling God what you need and what you're struggling with, you still feel like it's not happening. You still feel like growth has been stunted. You still feel like there's something else out there that you just haven't quite gotten a hold of. Sometimes this life of faith looks differently than we thought it would. It takes unexpected turns. I heard a professor that I had earlier this week talking about the Israelites traveling through the wilderness to the promised land. And she said they wanted a direct flight. Nobody wants a connecting flight. It reminded me of our journey in the Czech Republic and why connecting flights are often a disaster. Because they take you to places you didn't want to be, and they open the door for so many other problems to happen. But when we take seriously the reality that when we're on a journey, that the journey itself is defining how we grow, how we change, how we perceive the world around us, we have to value it. We have to take it seriously. Jesus gives these four scenarios of these seeds, talking about the life of faith. We have been called as waterers and planters in this faith because there are days when it will feel like we are doing well and days when we are going to feel like things are going horribly. But we've never been called to grow in isolation. We've never been called to be solo seeds growing and figuring it out alone. That's why we're called the body of Christ. By definition, the church is plural, not individual. We're called to help one another as we go through seasons of drought. We're called to help one another as we're going through the struggles of life. And we're called to celebrate together when things are going wonderfully. The the things that we encounter in the life of faith are not to be downplayed. It's not to be pushed to the side and pretend that it's not there. It's that that's what community has always been about. That our faith is cultivated together. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus is planting seeds in your life every moment of every day. The question becomes, what is distracting us from seeing what God is doing right here and right now? 
And when we can take seriously that God loves us, no matter how many dry seasons we've had, no matter how many times we've wrestled with the same sins over and over and over again, no matter how many times we've fallen short of the glory of God, no matter how many times we've, we've skipped out on some kind of worship or prayer or church because we just didn't have it in us, that God still faces you and says, I love you, I pursue you, I'm calling you. When we take that seriously... The seasons that hit these seeds don't matter anymore because God is with us in the midst of it. Faith is about enduring those things together, not alone. And when we choose to do that together, when we choose to acknowledge that God is planting new seeds right now, you might be in a dry season. You might be in a place where you feel like you don't have hope or joy left. You might be in a place where you just want things to feel normal again. That's, that's okay. We all feel those things. That is the time when we lean on one another in the community of faith. That's when we come together in community to worship. Because something about being together in our faith changes the way that life unfolds. It changes the way that God comes before us. It changes the way that we perceive one another. Something about loving God enables us to love one another well. It enables us to plant more seeds, to water more seeds, and to acknowledge that God is calling us to something more. Our calling as the church of Jesus Christ is to take very good care of the seeds being planted, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of all those around us, so that even when there are some seeds planted in rocks that seem like they don't get depth, We can take care of them. Even when there are seeds that are amongst thorns that are getting choked out, we can take care of them. Even when there are seeds getting scooped up by birds, that's okay because we're still planting more. The community of faith calls us to be taking care of these things so carefully so that when we are the ones going through a hard season, when we are the ones struggling with joy or hope or depth, that we rely on one another. We see it throughout the Gospels. We see it throughout Scriptures. We see it throughout church history. That's what's ingrained in these stained glass windows around you are stories of people that supported one another in the faith so that the glory of God could, could go on because God loves us where we are in every season. The question is, are we seeing God's love for us in this season? Are we enabling those around us to see God's love in this season? Reflect on the kind of soil you find yourself planted in in this season. Reflect on what God is trying to do in your lives in this season. And think carefully about who God might be putting in your lives so that you can help them to water those seeds. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.